the Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Marvin Miller, Theodore Von Elk, Betty Moran, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Autumn is a good time for building or improving your home. Get started now and do a better job with aluminum. Put Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters on your house for a permanent improvement at very low cost. They look beautiful. They're rust-proof. They never need painting. For windows, make sure you see the great line of Reynolds aluminum windows at your dealers. And for low-cost, efficient insulation, take home a couple of cartons of Reynolds aluminum reflective insulation. Yes, a couple of cartons. That's probably enough for your attic. With 250 square feet in each 15-pound roll, it's aluminum foil bonded to craft paper. Keeps you warmer in winter, cooler in summer, and is so quickly tacked or stapled in place. Stop in your dealers and see these better building products made with Reynolds Aluminum by the Reynolds Metals Company. Through the years, Mrs. McGee of 79 Westville Vista has learned to control her excitement when her husband comes home with a big deal. Right now, for instance... He's just rushed in the front door with that boy, oh boy, we're rich look in his eye. As we join, Fibber McGee and Molly. Hey, Molly. Molly. Yes. Hey, Molly. Yes, yes. Boy, yes. oh boy, oh boy, I got it made this time, kiddo. I just bought us a hunk of Fort Knox. A road map to Easy Street. Our new address will be the corner of Loaded Boulevard and Filthy Rich Avenue. What did you buy this time? A diamond mine in Kimberly, South Arkansas? No, sirree, not this time. I just laid the foundation, my dear, for the McGee family fortune. I have invested in stock. Stock? Stock. Say, now, the way these prices are, that might No, no, no. (laughs) Not livestock, Molly. You didn't buy dead stock. Oh, Please, Molly, can I just tell you? Look, on old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's Investments Department's advice, I bought into the Whistle Vista Transit Company today, kiddo. A hundred bucks worth. Our life savings. Yes, sir. And here's the stock. One share. That thing cost a hundred dollars? Right. My gosh, old man McDonald started dabbling in stocks 40 years ago, and you know what he's got today? Ulcers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but he can afford to keep them ulcers in fine style. <laughs> He says the secret is to buy stock in a company, wait until it goes up, and then sell it. Buy them green and sell them right. Grab your hat, kiddo. My hat? Don't you see what this means, Molly? We're in the transit business. This share of stock means we own a piece of the streetcar company. Fragment is a better word. One share is hardly enough. We've got to get downtown, Molly. We've got to get down and see how they're running our company. Come on, get your hat. Let's get down. Hold it, hold it, dearie. Come in. Oh, good morning, Ollie. Well, good morning, missus, and one for you, too, McGee. Oh, hi, Ollie. I have discouraging tidings for you today, boy. You probably won't be seeing me around the Elks Club anymore. Oh, that's too bad. They finally blackballed you, did they? <laughs> no, sir. Nobody's blackballed me out of the Elks. 
I just mean I'm not going to have the time for that kind of stuff now with my investments and all. He's a big financier now, Ollie. He's rather good for him. Yeah. Stocks and bonds are going to change my whole life. From now on, I'm going to take it easy. Just smoke big, fat cigars while I sit back on my big, fat dementors. <laughs> that don't sound like much of a change. <laughs> See, Ollie, uh, what do you and your wife do with the money you save? Well, we used to put it in the sugar bowl. <laughs> then when prices go up, we save so little, we keep it in the salt sugar now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll never make a bundle that way, boy. <laughs> Don't you ever invest your dough? Well, once we did, we invested in raising hamsters. Hamsters? You know, missus, those little animals that look like rats with heavy underwear on. <laughs> Well, we bought a mama hamster and a papa hamster. Oh. And before the week was out, we had 67 little junior hamsters. <laughs> they certainly had a family in a hurry. Mrs. they're used plain remarkable. The lady hamster is the only female I know which can start out in the morning a schoolgirl and wind up at night a grandmother. By the <laughs> they must have been all over the place. You said it. One night I get up for a drink of water, I trip over three hamsters, fall downstairs with five hamsters, Land on top of 11 hamsters, and you'll sit there while 147 hamsters stand around and stare at you. <laughs> Heavenly days. Did you ever get rid of them? Just last week, missus. I made a very sharp trade with a fellow at the pet shop. Oh? I swapped him the whole house full of hamsters for one pair of rabbits. <laughs> a pair of rabbits. <laughs> you think that solves your problem, huh? <laughs> I got news for you, boy. Yeah, I got news for you, too, McGee. <laughs> The pair of rabbits I traded for is both poppers. <laughs> oh, this nobody's fooled two times. So long, both you. So long. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Vanessa. <laughs>
music. You look at here, conductor. Maybe you didn't quite understand. You see, I'm a stockholder in this car company. Hey, Here, let me pay it, McGee. No. Uh, come on now. Come on. Let's sit down. You shouldn't have paid it, Molly. I'll take care of that marble-headed nickel-knocker the minute I get down to the office. I'll have that guy sent so far back down the line, he'll be driving horse cars again. Well, I'm still not sure what we're going down to the streetcar company for, dearie. They must have quite a few stockholders. No, not like me, they haven't. I got ideas, but see. When they start using my ideas, the stock goes up. And when the stock goes up... Oh, to the old street. Oh, to the old street and shot a swing. Come up, please. Oh, boy. This is a good business we got a piece of, Molly. Look at them pile down the aisle here. I got the whole town paying in dough for me. Just look sure, at it. We even paid in a couple of dimes ourselves. Hello, Molly. Where are you kids going? Hi, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, hello, Junior. Just on my way downtown to look over my new stockholding, son. Glad to see you riding with our company. Uh, how was that? He's invested our life savings in transit company stock, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, that's the way to make money, Junior. Buy stock. When it goes up, sell it. Do you know anything about finance, Junior? Oh, a little. I know, for instance, that on most of the things you buy today, your dollar is worth just about 53 cents. Up a little, ain't it? <laughs> but your dollar is still worth 100 cents in aluminum. Oh? When you put your money in aluminum, you get your money's worth. I keep most of my money in aluminum, Mr. Wilcox. I've got an aluminum pot full of nickels that I need. No, no, that isn't isn't what I mean, Molly. I simply mean that the price of aluminum is no higher today than it was before World War II. A dollar buys just as much aluminum now as a dollar did then. Yeah, well, a dollar's worth of streetcar stock. The reason for this is competition. (laughs) The competition that Reynolds brought into the aluminum industry. You see, competition always holds prices down. Well, you just keep them guys out of the streetcar business, Junior, on account of because I want the prices up on my stock. I don't want my... That's why today... You get better value in automobiles, made lighter and safer with aluminum parts. If everybody rides automobiles, my streetcar stock will go down. Better value, better value in household appliances, in refrigerators, and Venetian blinds, and, uh... Telephone to service, Nick. Telephone to travel. Yeah, yeah, washing machines. (laughs) Yeah, here, I just happen to have an example in this bag here. A washing machine? No, no, no. No, no, here, package of cookies, see? Oh, I buy that kind of cookies all the time. They come in that bright, shiny... Aluminum foil. Yeah. Sure. They keep crisp and fresh practically forever in aluminum foil wrapping. But you don't pay any more for them than if they were wrapped in paper. Well, come on. Open them up, Junior. Hurry up. Come on. Let now, me... wait, wait a minute. Where do you get off, pal? You sure you have time to eat some? Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on. Come on. Come okay, on. okay. I just don't want to open this foil wrapping and then get to your stop before... Oh, come on, Next. Oh, come on, Next. Thanks for leaving, pal. No, no, no. Fourteenth and Oak. Well, that's our stop, Molly. Come on. Goodbye, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. So long, Cookie. Bye. Bye. Golf Lazenberg. Off for Golf Lazenberg. Just call him up, please. I got a final word for you, Buster. I'm going to report the way you treated a stockholder. How does that make you feel? Good. Daylights out of him. <laughs> he was so nervous he tried to slam the door on your head. <laughs> Where to now? Right down this way. The whistle, whistle, rapid trance coming to general office. Let him out, please. <laughs> I'll see the general himself. 
boy on a stockholder like me swings into action. Hey, kids, wait up. It's me, the old-timer. Oh. Jim, the old-timer, dearie. Hello there. Hi, old-timer. Where are you headed for? Got a date, kids. Going to meet my girlfriend, Bessie. Yeah. Oh, good. How is Bessie these days? Just fine, daughter. Yeah? Sassy as a fence full of sparrows. <laughs> Got a brain like a bird, too, come to think of it. <laughs> You two still romancing, are you? Yep, I'm mighty proud of Bessie, kid. Yeah? She went down to the Marine base last week to entertain with a bunch of girls from the OSU. Oh, say, there's some pretty girls with that USO. This was the OSU, daughter, the older sister's unit. <laughs> Bessie done a mighty fine job, too. Yeah? After the entertainment was over, them Marines got together and conferred a big honor on my Bessie. Oh, a big honor. Title of some kind? Yep. Bessie was voted... By the United States Marines. <laughs> the girl we'd most like to trade for Marilyn Monroe. Well, she certainly gets around, doesn't she? Is she working these days? No, she had a good job at the dairy daughter as a milkmaid, but she had to quit. Too hard on her feet. Her feet? All that walking. Walking? It's all on account of her hairdo, daughter. Huh? Bessie wears one of them horse's tail hairdos, and them nearsighted milkmen kept throwing a harness onto her. <laughs> <laughs> she said she didn't mind milking cows all day, but she got tired making that route every night. <laughs> I'll tell you, said, hello, kids. Come on, yeah, kids. Yeah, tell her Here we are, Molly. Our first stop on the road to fame and fortune. Come on, Sissy. Wow. Oh, my. Aren't these nice offices? Well, Max, when I buy into an outfit, I go first class. You watch me operate, kiddo, if you want to see a big typhoon in action. <laughs> Pardon me, sis. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. You may announce me to the president, sis. I'm stockholder McGee. I just bought into the company this morning, and I'm not too happy with the way it's being run. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but uh, Mr. Anderson is out right now. Oh. Our uh, vice president, Mr. Weatherhead, is in, if you'd care to talk to him. All right, all right, I'll talk to him. Send me in. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, uh, just be seated, I'll ring him. Mr. Weatherhead, uh, there's a new stockholder out here to see you. Yes, he bought into the company this morning. Uh, Mr. McGee, he sounds pretty important. Let's sit over here, dearie. Here's some nice magazines. Oh, what are they? Well, here's the motorman's journal. There's the conductor's digest. Mm -hmm. Here's the July issue of True Streetcar Confessions. (laughs) And there's Dr. Gamble. Where? Just getting out of the elevator. Hello, Doctor. Well, hi, Molly. And good day to you, Drip Lip. (laughs) Hi, cheeseburger. What brings you two down here? You got some old transfers to cash in, sonny boy? No, himself here just invested some money in the company, Doctor. Oh. Yep, I want to see what I bought, Fatso. I want to take a gander at every last streetcar personal. That's what I want to do. Yes. He has a desire named Streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it, boys? There was a play called a streetcar named... Ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> no. Well, that's odd. It's the sort of thing you always do. <laughs> I thought it was very good, Molly. Oh, thank it's you, wonderful. Daddy. It's great. It's the funniest one of those I ever heard. Oh, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing gas. <laughs> what are you doing down here? Well, I just made a report on a woman driver I treated today. She hit a streetcar. Oh, oh, my. Was she hurt? Oh, not a bit. The only damage was to her car. It was a sedan when it hit the trolley and a coupe when it bounced back. <laughs> 
forgot to put her foot on the brake, did she? No, she forgot to take her eyes off a hat in the Bontown window and went through a traffic light. Oh. Claimed she got confused. The light was red, but the hat was green. <laughs> well, maybe they ought to put nothing but red hats in that window, Doctor. Why, that will be worse with all them women drivers lined up waiting for the hats to change. <laughs> well, it certainly was heartbreaking to see that woman weeping. Oh, I thought you said she wasn't hurt. Well, only her feelings. While we were prying her out of the car, some other woman bought the hat. Oh, too run now. See you later. Uh, Goodbye, Doctor. Go on, Doctor. Here comes the guy, kiddo. Uh, this is the gentleman, Mr. Weathered, and Mr. McGee. How do you do, Mr. McGee? I'm Mr. Weathered, the vice president. Our president is out at the moment, but if there's anything I can do... We just I... dropped in to look over our property, son. Molly, Mr. Featherhead is one of the men who... <laughs> one of the men who run our company for us. Isn't that nice? My husband just bought into the company today, Mr. Featherhead. Uh, <laughs> Leatherhead, Molly. Mr. Leatherhead. Any thoughts, perhaps? We just wanted to look it over, bud. I got quite a few suggestions... As soon as I can think of them. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be happy to show you around, sir. Are, uh, are uh, you from the East? Why'd you ask that? Well, I, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson and I did hear that the Chase National Bank was disposing of its block of stock in the company, and I thought you might have agreed. Oh, well, we won't discuss that now, son. Any dealings between me and the Chase National Bank are strictly, uh... Fictitious, uh, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. I understand, Mr. McGee. Thank yes, you. sir. Uh, now then, what would you like to see? Nickel fares again. <laughs> the first thing I want you to do is fire one of your conductors for me. A fellow named Gopher Lazimurk, I think it is. Uh, yes, sir, yes. Uh, make a note of that, Miss Nielsen. Now, you and I will get along fine, bud, as long as nobody shows me any respect. That conductor was very annoying. Was the man fired, sir? No, I've, I've changed my mind about that. I'm glad. If we fire him, we'll have to give him two weeks' pay, right? Right. Have him shot. <laughs> Now, lead on, Pebblehead, and we'll look things over. Now, what I'm... The King's Men and Jambalaya. Hey, Joe. What say, Joe? You say go. We say goodbye. Goodbye, Joe. He's got to go be a mile. He's got to go pull the rope down the pile. My Yvonne, sweetest one, be a mile.
Well, you just keep moving right along, Leatherhead. We'll follow. We want to see all of it. Yes, sir. Down this way. You see, Bud, my plan is purely to make money. Buy stocks here, run it up, and sell it, and buy some other... Hey, this is interesting. What's that, Mr. McGee? I suppose your crews use a lot of explosives. Blasting powder and stuff when they're building tracks, huh? Well, uh, not a great deal. Why? Oh, I see you got a special room there to store the powder in. It says right there on the door, powder. Oh, well, let's walk down this way. <laughs> oh, look at these offices here. Yes, yes, let's look at these offices here. Yes, let's look at these offices here. Where does this door there go to? Uh, the car barn, Mr. McGee. Oh? This door leads us out onto a balcony above the workshops, you see, and then... Look at all the streetcars down there, McGee. Yeah, my God. Yeah, we're rather proud of our new car barn, Mr. McGee. Well. The cars are moved in and out of the shed electrically by remote control from the switchboard up here, you see. Oh, boy, that must be fun. You mean you can make the cars down there go without anybody in them? Yes, yes. I'm not too familiar with just how it works, but... Mr. Uh... Weatherhead. Mr. Weatherhead. Telephone, please. Oh, excuse me. I'll have to get back to my office for a minute. If you'll just wait here, I'll hurry back. Oh, don't hurry. Don't hurry. <laughs> We'll amuse ourselves. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, look at them switches, Mike. Now, don't touch them, McGee. Let's not get into anything. I won't hurt anything. I'll just pull one switch. <laughs> anything happening? Yes. Huh? See that streetcar right below us moving out toward the street? Look at it. Oh, ain't that wonderful. Watch me bring it back now. Uh, uh, which switch was it? This one? No, no. Huh? No. What's that? You started another one out. Bring it back. Oh. Hey, Hey, my gosh, this is kind of confusing. Hey, they're all moving. Cut it off, McGee. You're dead with there with the red hair. This one? No, that's the sprinkler system. Well, which one are you? Oh! Anybody after, Siri? No, not so far. Come on. Duck in here. Oh, phew. Hey, this is a pretty swell office, kiddo. Oh, look what it says on the desk there. Mr. Anderson, president. Uh-huh. This is where I wanted to come in the first place. Ah, we'll just sit right here till the president of this outfit shows up, And kiddo. wherever he is, it shouldn't take long. When he hears some more of my ideas and puts them into effect, stock in this company will go up, we'll sell. He, don't sit at the man's desk. He won't like that. What are you doing? I'm just looking at these buttons. What are they for? You just ring for whoever you want. You see, it says VP... Bookkeeping, traffic, Eloise, stockroom, Eloise? <coughs> Wonder who that is. Let's try that one. Yes, Tatticoon. Did Popsy ring? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been his daughter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, look, dearie, I don't think we ought to be in here like this. The president What do might... you mean? As a stockholder in this company, we... Oh, you're the stockholder I've been hearing so much about, eh? Yep, stockholder McGee, bud. If you want to see the president, wait outside, because I'm first... Personally... I am the president. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, have a cigar, bud. <laughs> Molly, hand him his humidor off the table. Never there. mind. Oh. Now, this is my wife, Rez. Molly, this is the president. How do you do, I'm sure? How do you do? Mr. McGee, I just left the car barn. Certainly was a mess, wasn't it? <laughs> I think we ought to reach an understanding here, Mr. McGee. I realize you've just acquired a block of stock. Yep, just bought it today, bud, for an investment, of course. 
May I ask just how large a block of stock you control, Mr. McGee? Well, that's a, that's a pretty personal question. Uh, I realize it is, but if I'm going to stay here, I must know just who controls the company. Um, a thousand shares? Oh, no. <laughs> Five thousand? Ah. Ten thousand? <laughs> Twenty thousand? Show him your certificate, dearie. There you are. One share! Is this, is this all? You, one share of stock? You saw it. <laughs> one share makes me a stockholder, so... What did you pay for it, stockholder? A hundred bucks. I'll give you two hundred for it. Two hundred bucks, just like that? So, uh, here's your money. Heavenly days, that's wonderful. Now, you are no longer a stockholder, right? Right. Then get out of my office! Get out! Get out! Hey, stop Kevin! We'll get it! Hey! <laughs> Boy, oh boy, how's that for a quick profit, Molly? Amazing. Doubled your money in one day. Yes, sir. <laughs> I told you that's the way to make dough, kiddo. Buy stock. Well, come on, let's hurry. Where are we going? Back to the bank. I can buy two shares this time. <laughs> we'll make a fortune. We'll be rich. You know what a lot of women are saying these days? They're saying, my, isn't it wonderful to have all the Reynolds wrap you want? Yes, sir, there just never was anything quite like Reynolds Wrap. The original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil for a thousand and one kitchen miracles. Nothing like it for covering bowls and keeping leftovers fresh. Nothing like Reynolds Wrap for lining broiler pans so they stay clean. Nothing like it to wrap a chicken or turkey, roasted in foil for more flavor and more meat. And now Reynolds Wrap is back in plentiful supply, in two sizes, too. New jumbo economy rolls, 75 feet, as well as the standard 25-foot roll. Stock up at your grocers. Have all you want right handy at home. Ask for Reynolds Wrap, made by the Reynolds Metals Company, one of America's great producers of aluminum. Hello. Oh, I thought we were cut off. So that's what happened, Doctor. I came on home, but McGee bought two more shares of stock at the bank and went back down to the transit company. How's that, Doctor? McGee, he wants to talk to you a minute. Oh, I can't talk now, Molly. My lips all swole up. <laughs> Poor darling. He'll call you, doctor. Good night. Good night, all. The Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Don't forget to watch the Reynolds television show, Doc Corkle, starring Eddie Mayhoff on NBC Sunday night. To your local paper for time and channel. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. The preceding was transcribed. Tonight, play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner on NBC.